Amen. Thank you very much. Take your Bibles tonight. Turn to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. I can't thank the Lord enough for my salvation. But I talk to so many people that are not grown up in the Lord. And I talk to them as not being complete in the Lord. It's a wonderful thing to be a complete Christian. And I'm not so I'm not talking about just being saved now. I'm talking about being a complete Christian. Somebody calls me a Christian. Did you know that's a serious statement when somebody calls you a Christian? Because that means Christ-like. And when you take on that name, you take on responsibility. And that is to do your best to be like Him. Like uh, Mr. Harden said, I'm not serving you, I'm serving the Lord. I got a lot of heroes in the faith. And I could name several of them tonight that I've read behind, I've studied behind. This taught me from the Word of God what it means to be a Christian, how to con- conduct myself as a Christian. And uh, they're my heroes in the faith. I look up to them. And a lot of them I've said in the past, I sure would like to be like them as a preacher. But what I want to be more than anything else in this world is to be like Christ as much as I can as long as Lord let me live on this earth. Now, I want to read to you, beginning in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God of the doctrine of baptism and of laying on the hands and a resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment for this will we do if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. For the earth would drink it in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herd meat for them, by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, and things that accompany salvation, uh, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I want to talk to you about tonight. There's a lot of things uh, involved in being a complete Christian. Now, I believe this. The Bible plainly teaches 
To go to heaven, all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and His shed blood. Receive His shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins. That gives you a right to heaven. God said He came in this world to die for your sin. And so if you want to be saved, that's all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But I, I discovered right after I got saved and studying the Word of God that there's more to being a Christian than just being saved. Now, he is a person that is a real Christian, a complete Christian. Number one, he's saved and knows it. Now, this past week, I had a lady call me. I talked with her a long time. And she talked to me about that uh, she didn't remember definitely that she was saved. And she said, what makes that so bad, preacher? I, I live in misery wondering and doubting and always questioning where if I was to die right now would I go to heaven now folks that's no way to live I want to know amen for this simple reason it's just as simple as it can be we don't have a promise of another day I mean we can meet the Lord any second and so we need to know and a complete Christian is one that knows he's saved 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says we can know. And so a complete Christian is one that knows he's saved, first of all. Number two, he is a happy Christian. I don't mean he's just a happy person, but he's happy, joyful to be a Christian. I'm so glad I'm a Christian tonight. Amen? Amen. I mean it. I wouldn't be anything else if I had my choice on the face of the earth right now. If I had my choice to be anything on the face of the earth and leave out Christ and Christianity, I wouldn't want it. I want to be a Christian. And I'm happy to be a Christian. And I won't back up from anybody when it comes to witnessing to be a Christian. Number three, a complete Christian is a soul winner. A complete Christian wants other people to go to heaven with them. I don't think I've ever met anybody. And now I've met some pretty tough guys and people that's been mean to me since I've been saved. But honest to goodness, I want them to go to heaven with me. Amen? I want everybody to go. I don't care who it is. I have a desire for everybody to go to heaven with me. A complete Christian is a serving Christian. By that I mean he will want to do something for the Lord's work of getting people to come to Christ. He will have time, uh, burning desire to serve His Lord and Savior. I sat last night and I got to praying for the church and members of this church that hadn't been coming. I just, uh, I don't know, it's about 10 o'clock at night, I guess. And the Lord laid on my heart just to call a few people. And I called several of them and they, got, they came this morning to church. Now, can I say to you, if you get that burning desire to be a service to the Lord, you can encourage somebody. And they will respond. We, the devil gives us the idea sometimes that we can't encourage people. Yes, you can. Just a kind word. Just something good that you can say to them that encourage them. So a complete Christian is a no-so-salvation Christian. He is a happy Christian, thankful to be saved. He is a soul winner, and he's a serving Christian. Now, what does it involve in being a complete Christian? Number one, it involves absolute dependence on what God has done. Now, when a sinner depends on what God has done, that equals salvation. 
Nowhere in the Bible does God ask us to do something to be saved. Philippians 2.12 says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I, the, the uh, assembly of God and that uh, bunch of believers that believe that you have to work for your salvation use that Scripture to teach that you've got to work for your salvation. Now listen to it very carefully. King James Version of the Bible says work out your salvation. It doesn't say work for your salvation. It says work out your salvation. You know what that is? Working it out of you. I got salvation in me. Amen? And so if I'm going to do something to show you, the world, that I'm a child of God, that's working out your salvation. Not working for salvation. All are sinners. We sin because we're sinners. What we do does not make us sinners. What we do just shows what we are. A dog barks because he's a dog. A dog is not a dog because he barks. A man sins because he's a sinner born in sin. Psalms 51 and verse 5. And being saved involves more than quitting our sinning. Being saved is God doing something for us on the inside. You know what's wrong with most Christians? Are these sad Christians never enjoying their salvation? Never enjoying the Lord? They want their Christianity is on the outside. They think that everything they do on the outside is what shows that they're a Christian. But the Bible says what makes a difference is what's on the inside. We have a willing heart. We have a loving heart. According to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, God, because Jesus is the Son of God, and placed Him, on, uh, all our sins on His body on the cross. And all our righteousness is because of that. Now, 1 Peter 3.18 says Jesus suffered to pay the price we owe our as sinners. Romans 1 verse 4, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. And now, Jesus' resurrection is proof positive. God is satisfied with the substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ then. And if God's satisfied with my salvation, why should I doubt it? Now notice um, a complete Christian is one who totally depends on what God has done. Let me show you something. Turn with me to John chapter 3, just a second. John chapter 3 and verse 18. John chapter 3, verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he believeth not, uh, he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, according to that then, our salvation depends on what Jesus has done for us, not what we do on the outside. A complete Christian completely depends on what God has said. Not just what He's done, but what He has said. Now, I know I'm saved because of God says so. Amen? Not because of what I, I feel. Not because of what I touch or hear or see. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. Now, <coughs> When I read that the first time, I went back through the Bible and I picked out verses of Scripture that tells me that I'm saved. 
by doing something. Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Lord Jesus shall be in the heart, that God raised him from dead, thou shalt be saved. I know I did, so I know God did. Amen? Now that's depending on God's Word. Romans 10, 13. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, I know that I ask the Lord to save me. Now God tells me to ask Him to save my soul, and I did, and He did, and that's the end of it. Romans 3, 5, uh, <clears throat> Romans 3, 4. Let God be true, but every man a liar. Now, a complete Christian is one who absolutely obeys God, period. <coughs> Absolute obedience equals happiness. Some people are saved, but they are not happy. Simply because they are not obeying. John 13, verse 17, Jesus said, If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. And it involves the head, the hands, and the heart. If you know these things, that's the head. Happy are you, that's the heart. If you do these things, that's the hand. So a complete Christian is one in the head, he's one in the heart, and he's one in the hands. You have to know in order to obey. That's why people should come to Sunday school, they should come to church, they come to prayer meeting. Why? To learn what God wants of us. The principles of God. Just knowing God's principles will not produce happiness. It's obeying God's principles that produces happiness. I read through the Bible and I found something. God says something. He gives you principles to live by and then He says, do them. Amen? And when you do them, therefore you're happy. I like the song. I was talking to a lady that I know had lost her husband a while back. He died. I said, how you doing? She said, I've learned to live by that little course that y'all always sing. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's where happiness is. First Samuel 15, verse 22 says, it's better to obey than to sacrifice. Dr. Bob Jones used to say, God uses the thermometer of obedience to test the temperature of love. And that's the truth. If God says for us to do something, we don't do it. That's not love. Amen? I had my, my uh, brothers uh, had a, a little uh, a son and his little son. I don't know what that makes him to me. My great, great nephew or something. I don't know what be any he's kin to me. He come over to my house one time and me as a snake. I mean he just me. And he come over to my house, he was tearing up everything. I said, Boy, you better behave yourself. Well, I might not. And I said, Yeah, and I'll tear you up too. And he said, Well, I just might not. Bless his little old heart, stubborn as he could be. Obedience shows you love somebody. Do you know that? Now the first act of obedience after you're saved is to confess Christ with your mouth. Romans 10, 10. You'll never be happy, Christian, until you confess Christ before men. The second act of obedience is baptism. Acts 2.41 They that gladly received His word were baptized. That's obedience. Amen? A very famous man once said, the secret to my happiness is I never say no 
to the Lord. The last thing I want to say about being a complete Christian is absence, obedience, and surrender. Now, obedience, surrender, equals power for service. And Romans chapter 6, verse 13 says, Yield yourselves unto God. Galatians 4, 6, Romans 8, 9, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, and 20. All teach the believer in Jesus has the Holy Spirit in his body. Now I know that I have something in me that didn't used to be there. And I, I find in the Scriptures that it's the Holy Spirit of God. And he dwells in my body. Now let me say this as I finish. God will not force Himself on any man. He will not do it. God made us free moral agents. You can do anything you want to do. God gave you that ability. And He gave you that privilege. We can choose to be controlled by God or we can choose to be controlled by our body or our flesh. Now, but if you want to be a complete Christian, then you must let God control your life God can do a better job out of your life and you can do it. Amen. That's a complete Christian. And when I think about it, and I read these verses in Hebrews chapter 6, the first part of Hebrews chapter 6 talks about things that any normal Christian ought to know. That's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, baptism, and doctrines, all these things. gives it right up front. This every Christian ought to know. Settle that. Go past that. Now that's behind me. I'm not going back there. Amen? Somebody comes up to me and says, Preacher, you been baptized, scripturally baptized? I done settled that. Yeah, I have. Amen? And, and on and on and on. I settled some things. Now I want to go on and be a complete happy Christian every day. Every day. I just want to be happy in the Lord. I have a lot of people come up to me, believe it or not, and they, they tell me... Uh, why? What's the matter with you? The world seems in a mess and you're always smiling and whistling and singing. I said, I know something maybe you don't know. God's still in charge. Amen? And God still in, uh, handles everything. And I'm happy in the Lord. He'll take care of me and He'll take care of you too. Stand with me, please. Father, we're so glad we're saved tonight. And we're so glad, Lord, that we've been saved long enough to know some things and settle them. And it's such a sweet peace and pleasure and peace of mind to be a complete Christian that loves you as best we know how. Sometimes, Lord, we know we don't love you like we ought to. And I pray, dear God, that you'll teach us to love you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Page 94. What? Three ninety-four. I was just missing it by one number. I love that song. Yeah, sing it with me, please. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust.
safely together. Bless us as your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take him somebody please.